my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's gospel from John chapter 6, verse 37 to 40, we hear about the will of God for all his children. It says, Jesus said to the crowds, Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of that of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. Today we pray for all the faithful departed, that indeed this scripture and this text the will of God indeed will be established in the lives of our departed brothers and sisters. And the good news is that the will of God is that all these faithful departed will not be lost. The will of God is that all these faithful departed will see the beatific vision. That is the will of God, we are told in this reading. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life and I shall raise him on the last day it also says and this is the will of the one who sent me that I should not lose anything of what he gave me but that I should raise it on the last day the will of God the Father is that all those who came to Christ all those who accepted Christ through baptism, so to speak, or even baptism by desire, all those who receive Christ, all those who believe in Christ, the will of God the Father is that none of them be lost. The will of the Father is that none of them should be lost. And the will of the Father is that every other person who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. And that Jesus will raise them up on the last day. It is on this belief, this faith, that we are praying for our departed brothers and sisters. Now, the will of the Father, we are told, is that everyone comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. The will of God has always been and will always be that everyone comes to salvation. Why? Because in the second reading, we are told that Jesus died for all. Even when we were sinners, whilst we were still groping in sin, Christ died for us. Christ's desire, God's desire, is that all of us be saved. It is the will of God. It is his desire that everyone be saved. So that is why it is important for us to ensure that we proclaim Jesus everywhere we find ourselves. And it is interesting, if you pay attention to the verse 40, it says... For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, 
that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him, everyone who sees the Son and believes in him, now where is the Son? The Son, Jesus Christ, is in heaven. So how will everyone now see him and now believe in him? Friends, let us remember, in the second reading, we are told that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts, Romans 5, 5. The Holy Spirit has been poured into our hearts. When we received Jesus, when we were baptized, we were given the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God wants to live in us. God is living in us. And in fact, Christ lives in us. We receive Jesus. So Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ lives in every single Christian. Jesus Christ is in every single Christian. And so, if Christ is in us, even in fact, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, we are told that we are ambassadors of Christ. We represent Christ. Every Christian represents Christ. Or every Christian is supposed to represent Christ. Christ lives in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27 And we are also told in 1 John 4.17 that as Jesus is in heaven, so are we here on earth. In other words, everything we do and say should reflect Jesus Christ. So, if Jesus says that for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and Jesus is no more on earth, what it means is that this task of people seeing Jesus and believing in him is on us. People are supposed to see Jesus in us. People are supposed to see Jesus in us. The Holy Spirit who is love in us, God who is love in us, is supposed to be seen in us and out of us. In our words and in our actions, people must come to see Jesus. And that is why we must go out and talk about Jesus so that people will see him, so to speak. We must talk about his love, his kindness. Not only talk about it, but demonstrate it. His love, his kindness, his patience, his forgiveness. We must demonstrate this so that people will see Jesus in all our actions and in all our deeds. That is what Jesus meant in John 12, verse 32, when he says, When I am lifted up, when you lift something up, it becomes visible to all. So Jesus wants us to lift him up by the presence of the Holy Spirit, by his presence in us. We must live lives that will let people see Jesus concretely in our lives. He is in us by the Holy Spirit, we are told. The love of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says that when people see us, they should see him and come to faith. Why would the Holy Spirit be poured into our hearts? Why would Jesus give us the Holy Spirit? Why would God give us himself? Friends, God desires all come. He desires that all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the desire of God. And that is why he has given us himself in our hearts. So that we will desire like him. We will think and desire like him. So that we will have the same mind, the same desire like Jesus Christ. 
That is why God gives us himself. So that when he is in us, it is no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. As St. Paul will tell us. Christ lives in us. So if Christ lives in us, it means that people must see Christ in us and come to believe. For indeed, in him we live and move and have our being. So as Christians, if we are living in Christ, if we are moving in Christ, and we have our being in Christ, Acts 17, 28, what it means is that people who encounter us are not actually encountering us, but they are, they are encountering Jesus Christ himself. You and I carry Jesus. Jesus has no hands on earth here except our hands. He has no eyes except our eyes. He has no ears except our ears. He has no mouth except our mouths. So people must see Jesus in us. We must ensure that people see Jesus in us by evangelizing, by talking about him, by living like him, by behaving like him in everything we do so that people will see him and believe and come to have eternal life. God's love is in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is in our hearts so that everyone will encounter him. The will, and God, the will of God and his desire should not be different from our desires. That is why he has given us his heart. He has given us himself in our hearts so that we will desire what he desires and think how, what he thinks and do, and do what he does. That is why he has given us himself so that we will think like him. We pray that on this day as we commemorate the the all souls, all the faithful departed, we will have this at the back of our minds, that Jesus came to die for all, we are told in the second reading. And Jesus doesn't want his blood to be wasted. And so we must be serious with evangelization, proclaiming Jesus to everyone, so that we all will come to, saving, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, to see Jesus and believe in him. That is the will of God. That is the will of God, that everyone comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, taking the second reading, for example, brothers and sisters, it is from Romans 5, 5 to 11. Brothers and sisters, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We are carrying God. Take note of that. For Christ, while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Christ died for us when we were not even when we were when we were living in sin, when we were sinners. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person. Though perhaps for a good person, one might even find courage to die. But God proves His love for us in that. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What a love. What kind of love is this? God proved his love for us. In that while we were still sinners, while we were still living in sin, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were still enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. How much more, once reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Not only that, 
but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. You heard that? So, if we were sinful, very sinful, useless, so to speak, and Christ died for us, how much more would we be saved now that we are in him? Friends, it is important that we pray for our brothers and sisters who have gone before us. Because that is the will of God. He wants everyone to be saved. And since we are not sure in what state they died, friends, it is important that we pray for them. Because in 1 John chapter 5, from verse 16 to 17, we are made to understand the importance for praying for the dead. 1 John chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. Take your time and reflect on that verse. May the mercy of God receive all our faithful departed. Eternal light shine upon them, O Lord, and let a perpetual light shine upon them. May they all rest in peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in perfect peace. Amen and amen.